scary girl. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Dead Time Stories. Welcome to episode 46. 46. Not as exciting. It's still exciting because it's closer to 50, but it's less exciting in that it's not it's not like divisible 45. by five. Right. Anything divisible by five, I'm like, ooh, big deal. Yeah. Ends in a five or a zero. Bam. Love it. So again, like we talked about last week, we will be making a Patreon in four episodes. Yeah. Um, so we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. Give us your money. Give All us right? your money. Give Done. us your money. Give, Give us your money. money. Yeah, Patreon's going to be available. Um, just a reminder to you guys, like, we, you know, we pay money specifically for SoundCloud. That's, like, a legit expense that we have. But then also, like, we travel to make the show and we, you know, take time to research and to record. And there's a lot that goes into it. So we're not trying to, like, I mean, we'd love to make bank. But really, we're just right now trying to keep the show alive. We're yeah. just trying to sustain it like an NPR station. Yeah. And then we want to do, like, more stuff. But if we want to do more stuff... We need funding. Yeah, which is why, like an NPR station, we're doing this drive where we ask you for your money and we explain that being a sustaining member is, is better than just get. We you appreciate know, one a one-time time donation. We'll take whatever. But a sustaining membership is what's going to keep this show alive, and we're going to count on that from you guys. So if you count on the quality that we produce for you, we hope that we can count on you to give us that mom months. I mean, yeah, we make quality poop jokes. Like, I don't really know what Talk else you could want. You've goats. learned so much about fetishes that you didn't even want to know, and now you do. And now you know, so pay us for that information isn't you didn't want to know. Worth, isn't that worth a little, you know? Isn't that worth at least $5? I was going to say 5 $10 a month. Yeah, go it's on. worth like a blowjob money, five dollars. Right? Did you listen to last week's episode? Some we're people bringing pay it back five around. American dollars for a blowjob. Bam. But that was, you know, 150 years ago. It's 2019. $5 is, you know, a I third will, of what we're paying for SoundCloud. I will look at your dick for 15 seconds for $5. Or if but he, that's it. If you dress it up as a ghost, you don't oh, even, I mean, you don't even have free. to pay. Like, yeah. We'll do that for free. But we'd like both your money and your, your ghost and dicks. Your dick. All right, yeah. That's good. That's yeah, good. Lady Gaga dicks. I'm looking at my watch, which I don't she have, to one. show you the amount of time. You know who you are. You know who you are. It's cool. It's fine. All right. Anyways, um, um, for me though, this is the our sh- my show is tomorrow. Yeah, bitch. Holy shit. Are so, you ready? Calm down. If the description's not up yet, <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to buy tickets if the description's not up yet. I know. No, I gotta get that description up because my show is tomorrow night. <laughs> oh my god, I'm freaking out right now just talking about it. Even though literally right now it's still like a week and a half away, but right now it's tomorrow. And oh my god. So my show, Bad Sex and Other Problematic Analogies, tomorrow night at the Rotunda here in Philadelphia. Tickets are at badsex.bpt.me or you can just look in the episode description and find them there. So uh, not this episode. You can go to last ep- last week's episode description. That'll probably that'll be up and have it. I'm hoping right. I'm hoping to have it up before <laughs> Well, it used to be if you had the episode of the night before, I would yeah. listen to it the night before and then write it before it came out, and then it was like boom, it's smooth. But now it's like I gotta wait, and then I listen to the episode when I can't when like the episode is there, and then I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta write this description. So what I'm gonna try and do is remember to write them before they're even edited, and I'll I be like, like, yo, you girl, should, yeah, you should write them like take notes while we're recording. I know, I should, them. I should do a lot of things. But my show is tomorrow night, and yeah, you yeah. should come and see it. Do it. Be there. Be square. <laughs> I mean, if you're not in Pennsylvania, like we understand. Um, I don't understand. I have people Stephanie coming from North understand. Carolina, That's and true. so 
come over here and watch my fucking show if Bam. you live in Philly. It's 15 bucks. That's super cheap. Uh, seven fifty with the code Yitzhak. Which is why you spell I that T- for the people. Which is Y I T Z H A K Yitzhak. That's a code for fifty percent off. You heard it here. Yeah, you did. Bam. Come see it. Um, real fast, I want to say I'm going to talk about this last episode because it probably won't be relevant. But you were just talking about Xander, your kitty kitty. I was, I was going to tell you about Snoopy's latest shenanigan he's oh. pulling right now. And I should have saved mine. But okay. Xander's shitting himself like crazy. Xander you guys. is shitting himself blind. I switched him back to free feeding, and he's just been too excited to like gorge himself the last couple days and yep. just like just shitting like a fiend. Still in his litter box, but like puddles of shit. It just yeah, just, <laughs> just puddles. He's swimming in it, shitting himself blind. When what I mean by that, as I said, is that he's pooping and evacuating his bowels with such velocity that i feel like it's pulling his eyeballs he's gonna shit out his own eyeballs he's shit out all of his internal organs but you know what like i've free fed him for years so i think that it's just gonna take a couple like a week or two for him to get used to it again and then he will be taking normal shits but good god but you have a story about snoopy I shits do. Snoopy, no. good old snoopy, snoopy two shits oh good old snoopy two shits and this isn't about his two shits it's this not is, he no. takes two shits in the morning two, he takes two shits <laughs> at night he takes two shits in the afternoon it makes him feel all right he takes two shits in time of peace right. and two in time of war he takes two shits before he takes two shits and then, and he, then takes he takes two, two more, more. That's Snoopy Two Shits. Also, um, as I like to say, he takes two shits and he gives none. none. Yeah. Um, no, his latest shenanigan is uh, so Friday, I got home from work and I took him on a walk and I fed him and then I left. And to be I, clear, Xander is a cat and Snoopy Snoopy's is a, a dog. dog. These are not our children or people. I mean, they are, but like. Yeah, you're right, they're our fur babies. <laughs> my, my child is shitting himself Just blind. Just shitting himself blind in his litter box. <laughs> I just imagine a toddler. Shitting in the litter box and evacuating his eyeballs. Anyway, so Snoopy took him on a walk, fed him, and then I left for the night. And when Sawyer got home at, like, midnight, he sent me a picture, and Snoopy had gotten into the trash in the bathroom. So he was bad. Well, then Saturday, I get home Saturday morning, and Snoopy walks up to me limping on his left paw. Like, total gimpy, like, Uh limping. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I, like, felt his paw, felt everything. Nothing's swollen. Nothing's broken. He's not screaming in pain. He's just limping. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we go on a walk, and he just hop along the whole walk. But I don't know. I don't know what I texted Sawyer. I was like, did he have a limp? And he's like, yeah, he was limping a little bit this morning. I don't know what it is. And I was like, but he wasn't doing it last night, right? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, cool. I felt his whole paw. Nothing's broken. Nothing's out of place. He's not whining or whimpering. He doesn't yank it away. He doesn't make a yelp noise. I think, I think he might have sprained it, maybe. But my other theory is he's just being a little fucking prick and he's faking it for attention. And if I take that that dog, if I take that dog to the vet and pay four hundred dollars for them to tell me that he's faking it, that your dog slept on his arm weird and felt like he just woke up with pins and needles, he's fine. He's been doing it for two days. That's what Sawyer said. Sawyer was like, he was sleeping weird last night. And I'm like, did he just fucking sleep on his arm funny? And now he's really milking it. But he is. He's like, your dog has Munchausen. My fucking dog is totally faking it. So, yeah, I get, you know, today I took him on a walk and he's he's it goes in and out. Like sometimes it's fine. And then other times he's like, oh, oh, oh. 
uh-uh. and then other times he's, he's fine and i'm just like you fucking dog what are you doing i love you so much we're giving this three or to four days of you limping before i'm making a vet appointment like i'm not playing this game with you i cannot afford for you to like wipe out the little bit of savings i have just because you to want be attention clear, y'all, this is totally what this dog would do yeah no this is not me being a bad vet parent dog. like he would totally pull this, this shit this dog gives two shit this dog takes two shits and gives None. Last time I had to take him to the vet, it was because it was what I thought it was, and my dog has vertigo episodes, and I had to go pay $180 for the vet to tell me, yeah, he's got vertigo. It'll just go away in a few days. Like, just let him walk around. Let him walk it off. Cool. Awesome. Right? I'm real glad I'm fucking... And you know what? He hasn't had a stupid vertigo episode in, like, the almost the whole time we've lived in this apartment. He's a little bastard <laughs> who does this shit for attention. And because he's older, he's like, oh, mom, uh, uh, look at me. Uh. So he's gimpy right now. Little bitch. He's a little hop along. So Xander's shitting himself to death. Snoopy's faking an injury. I don't know if I had told the story to the people about that time that he made me pick up his shit. But y'all, they bonded. It happened. They bonded. We, were, we weren't friends after that. <laughs> I was like, he fucking betrayed me. Because <laughs> he takes and he two looked shits. me right in the yeah. fucking eye when he did it. And he was like, you're going you're gonna to pick that up. You're going to pick hand. that up. <laughs> your fucking hand. Y'all. So that's my dog. He's a turd. He's a little bitch. He's a fucking turd. Um, so speaking of poop, we're getting started on that early. Yeah. Stephanie. Y'all, y'all ready, ready to talk about, about some ghosts? ghosts? Who's going first? Well, you said you just had a really short one again, I right? do have a short one again. Yeah, you can go first again. Okay. All right. And then well, when we come back from our two guest episodes that are next, like, you can do the long story. <laughs> but our two next episodes are guest episodes, so that's cool. Bam. Um, so, did you bump it? No. You didn't bump it? No. It just started moving? All I did, All I did was, like, I adjusted this a little bit. And then it, like... Started moving on its own? Yes. I did not push it that way. I literally... Oh, maybe it's... Does it feel cold? It does. Nuh-uh. I don't feel cold. The microphone feels cold. Shut but up. But it's metal. Okay, yeah, mine's kind of cold. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. My microphone just spun by itself, you guys. I did not... Ghost. It was ghost. It was ghost. Ghost. I did not push it. It spun all by itself. Bam. Sarah saw it the second time, but it was less creepy. Yeah, I mean, I saw the end of it the first time. I looked down and I looked up, and her microphone was on the other side, and, and I was like, like "Um, and I'm not, I was not touching it." What'd you do? All right, well, what I'm talking about this week, you might know about because it's a North Carolina story. Get it? I'm going to tell you about the Devil's Tramping Ground. Oh yeah, okay. You know, yeah, that, you know. It. All right. I thought it was cute, and I also I've love that it. it's called right. the Devil's Tramping Ground. Right, which is I imagine. Where I've heard of it. I think before I tell that story, I think it's where the devil brings his tramps. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, the Devil's Tramping Ground is a mysterious, perfectly round, and absolutely barren circle in the pine woods of Chatham County. Did I say that right? Is it Ch- I think it's Chatham. 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 But I could be wrong. North Carolina so, is weird. It's full of weird stuff names. that you would never guess how to pronounce it. I almost it's said... It's real good at that. It's almost like Gassaway. Almost, but that's... Almost. That's West Virginia. 
It is. Okay. Um, so the Devil's Tramping Ground is a mysterious, perfectly round, and absolutely barren circle in these woods. It says it's about 40 feet in diameter, and nothing will grow there. Like, nothing at all grows there. And apparently, if you put stuff in the circle, it disappears. Dogs will not go near the circle. They'll, like, bark and growl at it. And then some people will, like, try to camp out on the circle because, sure, okay, whatever. Because they're stupid. They're really dumb. And it says that they will pitch their tent and fall asleep in the circle and then wake up outside of the circle. circle. Not in the circle. And they weren't awakened. They were just like, moved. I'm just going to put you over here. Like with the tent? Yeah. Everything. The whole campsite? Yeah. All of it. Moved. That's what they say. And then other people who'll go, they'll say, um, they'll try to stay up all night. But then they say they're lulled to sleep by like a singing like, I don't know if it's a voice. I think it's just like, where is it? Where's my note on that? Um. Anyways, yeah. So they're like lulled to sleep by like a, a sing-songy voice. And they and then they wake up and they're outside of the circle. Crazy. And they're not in the circle anymore. Okay. So apparently the lore says that out of everywhere in the world, that's where the devil likes to go to think about his business. That's like his, his thinking place. I believe it. And North Carolina? I'm like, really, out of everywhere, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to make my thinking place North Carolina. Place where I can go. I don't know. There's not a lot of thinking done to distract me from my own thinking. From my thinking. So apparently he just like walks around in a circle in this area mm-hmm. and, sure. and, and, out. and thinks about how he's going to. How he's gonna damn people and and, oh, yeah. and ruin God's plans and and everything so that that's him. I just uh, you know he's pacing. Oh, oh, you know what am I gonna do this week? I think I'm gonna hmm, hmm, let's have a you know maybe another uh, tsunami. Let's do something. Yeah. So he's walking around and he's tramping and everything doesn't grow there because his, his, his clothing feet, clothing right. hooves, his hooves. Him and the Jersey Devil get together and meet up like, and stomp, they just stomp stomp stomp, 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 stomp around. Stomp. And then someone tries to sleep there and they're like, you're in my seat and and move you over. So, yeah, I was like, this is uh, it says that this is where the devil comes to walk around and that anything left, he will just push it there. Don't leave anything in the circle. He'll either take it or he'll move it somewhere else. Okay. And um, apparently there's like no actual reason for why no vegetation will grow in that area. Like no one really knows why nothing will grow there. It really is just like a, a barren circle. So um, if you are in Chatham County, North Carolina, go check out the Devil's Tramping Ground. Do it, bitch. That's where he hangs out, does his thinking. Go tramp around on it, you tramp. Do you think the devil poops? Because I would think he'd do his thinking on the toilet like the rest of us. I don't know. But maybe he doesn't poop because he's the devil. Kind of a fertilizer, but maybe he does poop and that's why because it's devil poop and so it's the opposite of a fertilizer. It makes it barren. Maybe he ha- maybe he poops while he walks. Like he has to walk to oh, like, like get everything moving. Do yeah. You think, I know he's got like I don't he's know. He's got a tail. You think the tail lifts say, is up? He like, I know like the devil like is he like a satyr? Does he have like that goat body? And if so, does he do like a hippo does with their poop, which is like they poop and they like fling their tail yeah. and like slaps their poop everywhere? Oof. Maybe, yeah, and so he's like slapping like, poop all around that circle as he walks. Yeah, but then don't I you think, think then he's like walking in his own poop because he got keeps hooves. walking. Who he cares? Does. But then you get poop stuck in your hooves. Yeah, but it's not like you have fingers. Like it's going to be packed on. You're going to pack it down with your cloven, your cloven hooves. hooves. Yeah, who knows? That's what I imagine. Um, who knows? I mean, go see if you can stay the night there and, and stay in the circle. See if the devil shows up and see if it smells if he's like pooping. devil poop. Yeah, it's devil poop. 
Who knows? What does devil poop smell like? The worst poop ever, probably. I would imagine. Like fiery, burning poop. Like like aircraft. (laughs) (laughs) Probably smells like like that. Like Eric Dutch oven dust right in the basement. He fucking crop dusted us, you guys. You guys, between episodes, he came down to like move some laundry stuff and he filled this room with farts. And when he left, we looked at each other and we were like, did he just fart? Yeah. You smell a fart? You smell a fart? That wasn't me. And we both just started laughing because we're both like, yeah, I smell farts. And we can say it because he doesn't listen to those. He He doesn't. doesn't Mary Angela does. But Mary Angela, your husband farts, okay? It happens. (laughs) She's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He does it to me all the time. She's like, girl, I live with it. (laughs) (laughs) Signed up for life. Farts for life. Mm. My mom, and this is a a very real quote that my mother used to say. All right. You only fart on the ones you love. Aw. My mom would say that when she would fart on me. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Mom, it's not an excuse to make this behavior okay. Right, but, you know. And then you're like, I love you. But then I'd fart on my mom and be like, well, Mom, you only fart on the ones you love. Aw, that's why Snoopy farts on me so much. Mm -hmm. But that's what my mom used to say. That is a real thing that my mom used to say. I did not make that up. That was a genuine Gail quote. Um, Well, this week, in honor of my show tomorrow. Is it a sex story? No. I'm talking about the 27 Club. Oh, all right. Uh, So the 27 Club is a group consisting mostly of popular musicians, artists, or actors who died at the age of 27. It originated with a claimed statistical spike for the death of musicians at that age, but this has been repeatedly disproved by research. But all of the music in my upcoming show, Bad Sex and Other Problematic Analogies, Mm. is songs written by the 27 Club. Um, so I do uh, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse. It's going to be really cool. It remains a cultural phenomenon documenting the deaths of celebrities, some noted for their high-risk lifestyles. Names are often put forward for inclusion, but because the club is entirely notional, like there's no official yeah. membership. Well, Yeah. Right. Don't you have to die to be in that club? Right. Okay. People are dying to get in. (laughs) People are shitting themselves to get in. They are shitting themselves blind to get into this club. (laughs) Every time you say, I'm trying to think of a way to work it into like third eye blind, but like shit yourself blind. (laughs) The 27 Club includes popular musicians, artists, actors, and athletes who have all died at the age of 27 often as a result of drug and alcohol abuse or violent means such as homicide, suicide, or or transportation-related accidents. The deaths of... Yes? How old was... uh, What's that? What was that actor's name who... Anton Yelton? Yeah. Was he 27? I'm pretty sure he was 27. Damn. His his death is crazy. We're going to look into it. The deaths of several 27-year-old popular musicians between 1969 and 1971 led to the belief that deaths are more common at this age. Statistical studies have failed to find any unusual pattern of musician deaths at this age, comparing it to equally small increases at ages 25 and 32, with a 2011 BMJ study noting instead that young adult musicians have a higher death rate than the rest of the young adult population, concluding fame may increase the risk of death among musicians, but the risk is not limited to age 27. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The club, quote unquote, has been repeatedly cited in music magazines, journals, and the daily press. Several exhibitions have been devoted to the idea, as well as novels, films, and stage plays. Uh, 
<laughs> Which I isn't like, about why'd that. Why you say it like that? Because I'm going to be on stage tomorrow and singing songs in the 27th Club. There have been many different theories and speculations about the causes of such early deaths and their possible connections. Cobain and Hendrix biographer Charles R. Cross wrote four years before the BMJ study was published, The number of musicians who died at 27 is truly remarkable by any standard. Although humans die regularly at all ages, there (laughs) is a statistical spike for musicians who die at 27. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and Jim Morrison all died at the age of 27 between 1969 and 1971. Uh, Brian Jones was one of the original members of the Rolling Stones. Okay. At the time, the coincidence gave rise to to some comment, but it was not until Kurt Cobain's 1994 death, also at the age of 27, that the idea of the 27 Club began to catch on in public perception. According to Hendrix and Cobain's biographer, Charles R. Cross, the growing importance of the media, internet, magazines, and television, and the response to an interview of Cobain's mother were jointly responsible for such theories. Mm. An excerpt from a statement that Cobain's mother, Wendy Frodenberg Cobain O'Connor, made in the Aberdeen, Washington newspaper, The Daily World, now he's gone and joined that stupid club. I told him not to join that stupid club. Referred to Hendrix, Joplin, and Morrison dying at the same age, according to Cross. Damn. Other authors share her uh, share his view. On the other hand, Eric Siegelstad, writer of The 27s, which is a book, The Greatest Myth of Rock and Roll, assumes that Cobain's mother referred to the death of his two uncles and his great uncle, all of whom had also committed suicide. According to Cross, the events have led to a set of conspiracy theories to suggest the absurd notion that Kurt Cobain intentionally timed his death so that he could join the 27 Club. In 2011, 17 years after Cobain's death, Amy Winehouse died Mm -hmm. at the age of 27, prompting a renewed swell of media attention devoted to the club once again. Three years earlier, she had expressed a fear of dying at that age. Mm. An individual does not necessarily have to be a musician to qualify as a member of the 27 Club. Rolling Stone included television actor Jonathan Brandis, who committed suicide in 2003, in a list of members of the 27 Club. Anton Yelchin, who... Okay, so he was. Yes. Damn. Who had played in a punk band, was prim- but was primarily known as a film actor, was also described as a member of the club upon his death in 2016. Likewise, Jean-Michel Basquiat has been involved or been included in the 27 Club. I don't know who that is. Let's click on him real quick. Oh, he's an American artist of Haitian and Puerto Rican descent. That's oh, funny. That's Same. <laughs> right? Despite the relative brevity of his music career and his prominence as a graffiti artist and painter. A study published in the British Medical Journal in 2011 concluded that there were uh, there was no increase of risk of death for musicians at the age of 27, although the sampled musicians faced an increased risk of death in their 20s and 30s. This was not limited to the age of 27. A 2015 article in The Independent also provided statistical evidence that popular musicians are not more likely to die at the age of 27. But as far as references in pop culture, it's actually pretty popular. Yeah. The theme is referenced in the song 27 Forever by Eric Burden on his 2013 album Till Your River Runs Dry. The name of the song The 27 Club by Let Live off their album The Blackest Beautiful is derived from the club. Magenta's eighth studio album, The 27 Club, directly references the club. Each track is a tribute to a member of the club. The song titled 27 by Fall Out Boy from their album Folia Deux 
is a reference to the club. The song explores the hedonistic lifestyles common in rock and roll. Pete Wentz, the primary lyricist of Fall Out Boy, wrote the song because he felt he was living a similarly dangerous lifestyle. On his song Brand Name from the album Good A.M., uh, Mac Miller, who I don't think died. He was No, he was 26. He was 26. Says to everyone who sell me drugs, don't mix it with that bullshit. I'm hoping not to join the 27 Club. Miller died on September 7th, 2018 at the age of 26. So he didn't join the club. He didn't. His autopsy revealed the cause of death was an accidental overdose of fentanyl, cocaine, Mm -hmm. and alcohol. The song Colors by Halsey references the club with the lyric, I hope you make it to the day you're 28 years old. Rapper Watsky references the club in his song All You Can Do with the lyric, I tried to join the 27 Club, but they kicked me out. (laughs) The the song then goes on to reference some famous members of the club, namely Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, Jim Morrison, and Brian Jones. The song 27 Club by Ivy Levin, released as a promotional single for her debut album No Good, released in 2015, refers to the club. Uno by Rex Orange County refers to the club in the last line of the song. And every now and then I think about the fact I'd become a legend if I died at 27. Adore Delano released a song. Of course. Called 27 Club in her third studio album, Whatever. Delano (laughs) was 27 at the time of the release. It's also referenced in a video game uh, in Hitman in 2016. There's a mission named Club 27. One of the targets is a 27-year-old singer named Jordan Cross. So there are a lot of members going through. I named most of, like, the really famous ones. Yeah, the ones that, like, help spur the conspiracy because right. they're so famous. But there's somebody named Dickie Pride, and that's a great name. Oh, but they're dead. They are dead. I'm just seeing if they're... I mean, it is, like... I mean, it's a weird coincidence. It is like, a weird Like, it really is. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Somebody named Fat Pat and Freaky Ta. Oh, they're dead. Rodrigo Bueno. Sahara Davenport was 27. I did wow, not know that. I didn't know that. Anton Yelchin, we already talked about. God, his death just freaks me out. Because he got, he got run over by his own car. On June 19th, 2016, Yelchin was found stuck and pinned between his Jeep Grand Cherokee and a brick pillar outside his house in Studio City, California, in what was described as a freak accident. Yep. As Yelchin got out of his car, the vehicle apparently rolled back down in his driveway, which was on a steep incline, and trapped him against the pillar and a security fence. He died from his injuries sustained during the accident later that day. The Los Angeles County Coroner Office identified the cause of death as blunt traumatic asphyxia and stated that there was no obvious suspicious circumstances involved. There's an episode of Six Feet Under where somebody dies that way. It's actually Chris I Pine. I watched that it's with Chris you. Pine, yeah. yeah. Who was in Star, Star Trek. Star, Star Trek. You said Star Wars. I did. Who was in Star, Star Trek, Trek with Anton Yelchin. But yep. Chris Pine is reaching out. He's like in his SUV and he is got his foot on the brake, but he doesn't put it in park. And he opens the door and reaches out to get his newspaper off the sidewalk or off the driveway and falls out of the car. And then when he comes off of the brake, it rolls back and runs him over. He runs over himself with his own car. God, it's such a crazy freak accident. It is. It's a crazy way to go. Crazy. What? <laughs> this episode's very short, but for a second, it was 27 minutes. Oh, <laughs> that's where we should have ended it. I know, but maybe with editing, you'll get back there. Ooh, We're at maybe. 28 right now. That would be crazy. Look quick, end it. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.
So yeah, that's the 27 Club. Uh, and that's what inspired my musical choices for my show tomorrow. Come see why. Yay! Do it. Come see it. But yeah, short episode this week. And they're right. But we had some short stories. We've got some short stories. Sometimes your sometimes your dead time story needs to be just short and sweet. Short and sweet. Get to bed on time. But it's cool. We're gonna have guests the next two weeks. Come see my show tomorrow. And then our friend Teresa is getting married. Teresa's this weekend. getting married. And yeah, it's gonna be a big deal. This that weekend's cunt crazy. Is getting hitched. I know this weekend I know. is so <laughs> busy. It's getting hitched. <laughs> At her bachelorette party, she had balloon letters spelling out the word cunt, and we took so many pictures. We were so excited to see it. But yeah, my favorite was like I <laughs> posted the picture of me and her under the word cunt, and I just put this cunt is getting married. <laughs> I was like, and if you follow us on Instagram, you will see those pictures. Those pictures we put them on our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So you can follow us on Insta. Follow us on Insta. Facebook. Hopefully you guys in a couple weeks will be supporting our Patreon. Look out for it. I can't wait to talk about some of the things we have planned. Some of the, the levels and some of the things that patrons are going to get. It's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. But yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us now, you can do that by rating and reviewing us on iTunes and Facebook. Yes, Preferably please. five stars. And if you want a sticker, take a screenshot and email it to us at deadtimestories with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com or by sliding into our DMs on Instagram, which is also deadtimestories all one word we're on facebook and yeah please reach out to us send us your emails send us your own personal ghost stories please. just tell us how much you like us we love 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 hearing from you guys it Seriously. means so much to us so we really hope you'll reach out please yeah that's all i got that's all i got please before we shit ourselves blind uh, we should go Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. I'm Sarah. I'm Stephanie. And, and this, this is, is Dead Time Stories. Oh, my God. I can't see. <laughs> Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman. 